weren't here this morning, be thankful. You missed maybe my worst message I've ever preached. Nah. Uh, if, you, if you were here this morning and you didn't get a... If you didn't get a, a jar of anointing oil, make sure you see Pastor over here and he'll make sure that you get taken care of and get you some anointing oil that you can take home tonight and pray on this beautiful, wonderful day. How many of you went home and anointed something? One, one of you, come on, I love it. Two of you, three. I mean, if you didn't, then get home. Get, get, when you get home, just wait till I finish my message. But when you get home, anoint your house. Anoint the front of the house. You wake up tomorrow morning, anoint your head, anoint mouth, anoint shoes, anoint the car. Get in that car and just get an anointing. Um, I gave Pastor uh, another big jar of anointing oil that the church and I have prayed over that. And if you're needing more, if you run out of the little tube that you got that you can take with you, go see Pastor and he will make sure that you get taken care of. Amen to that. All right, so we want to make sure. Hey, so I kind of want to pick up um, a little bit where I, where I left off this morning. Pastor, thanks once again for allowing me to come down and, and bless the people. I know we, weren't, we did all the little hugs and kisses this morning, and you're wonderful. No, you're wonderful. No, I know I am wonderful, but, um, uh, uh, but I do. I want to thank you. I, I love it. It just, um, Pastor and I have known, I always tell this, there's a few stories I tell, probably can't tell here at church, but Pastor and I uh, met back in probably 2008, I think it was, around 2008, uh, we have a mutual friend, and I was, uh, I had been pastoring, and I didn't leave the pastoring, I just felt like God was calling me to go on the evangelistic field, and so I gave up my church went on the evangelistic field and a mutual friend got us connected and I talked about, hey, and he was in St. Louis at the time. And so uh, we talked a little bit on the phone. He says, hey, why don't you come out and, and preach? And so I flew out to St. Louis, flew out to St. Louis, had never met him, really didn't know other than on the phone. And we just end up becoming instant friends. And so we've been friends ever since and connected together. Um, I tell this little story, so I was up there preaching and man, we were just having some good old church. And I, I made a statement that if you want something you've never had before, you got to do something you've never done before. And a guy in the church, it was like a double backflip. I, I don't know what it was. Okay, say that again. His brother did what? Yes. And you've never been in church service when you have people doing backflips. And we had a backflip service that we did a revival, I think, you know, two, three-day revival and had a, had a great time. And we had just so much fun. And, and as I said, once again, we've just been instant friends forever. I, I meant what I said this morning when I said there's three people that I really confide in and trust, my mama, my wife, and, and pastor. And so he has just been a great, great friend uh, in my life. We've been on some wonderful trips together and wonderful conversations, and we enjoy each other's company. So uh, this morning I talked about uh, being a firefighter, and there was a portion of the scripture that just always gets me, and I kind of mentioned it this morning, 
that where I really feel as we're coming out of, of what the church has been through in 2020 and 2021, that I said that the enemy tried to shut us down, meaning us, meaning the church. And when he couldn't shut us down, I really have seen that the enemy is trying to wear us down. I'll say that again. If he can't shut us down, he's trying to wear us down. I'll say that again. My folks will be like, oh, here he goes. I'll repeat it four or five times. They know I'm trying to get somewhere with it. If he can't shut us down, he's going to try to wear us down. And so I really just feel like God has uh, anointed me uh, this year. I mean, it's just been a different, whole different level of, of preaching the last couple years. Um, you know, it's just been, it's just been tough. But I really feel like God has, has anointed me to challenge the church to rise up. And that's where I want to preach about today. Just rise up. I mean, just real simple. Just real simple challenge to the church to rise up. It is time, I really believe, that it says that he's coming back for a church without spot or without blemish. Hello? That he's looking for a church that will rise up in a crooked and perverse world, that he's looking for a church that will rise up. But the enemy knows that if I can get the church wore out, if I can get the church defeated, if I can get the church to get their eyes upon other things, Hello? And I said today when I was preaching about David and we talked about the smoke and we talked about these, uh, uh, about being taken captive and even brought out the, the firefighter suit and, and the anointing oil and those. But, but the, really, the thing that really gets me about this whole text that started this whole kind of journey for me on preaching about this is in that 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 6 where I talked about that the church here that David was now in great danger because all the men were very bitter somebody shout bitter man you don't have to be in church long or talk to some church folks or be on Facebook or social media long, long to realize there's a lot of bitter people out there there's a lot that has happened the last couple years that has made folks very bitter. And it goes on in verse 10 of that same chapter. It talks about they were bitter, but it says, but 200 of them were too exhausted to even cross over. Now the enemy had just burned down their homes. The enemy had just taken their family, their children, the wives, those who stayed home from battle, had just taken them captive. I don't know about you, but I know for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm straight West Virginia when it comes to some things pertaining my family. I remember uh, our, our church folks laugh about this story all the time, but I, I remember my, my oldest, his name is Josiah. He's 17 now, but I want to say he was maybe in uh, third, fourth grade. We had just moved 
We had just moved to West Virginia. I'd been pastoring. I'm born and raised in West Virginia. My wife is from Hilton Head, South Carolina. And so we had been living down, both of my boys were born and practically in the beginning raised in Atlanta, Georgia, where I was pastoring. And so we just moved into this neighborhood that the kids, you know, the kids, that's all they known is Atlanta, big area. So now we're the small little area. We're kind of back in the back and, and, and one of the neighbor, one of the neighbor kids, one of the neighbor boys about the same age came over and he pushed, we call him Joe. He pushed Joe down and Joe come home upset that these kids had messed with them. Well, for me, but watch out, you mess with my family. And something just came over me. Something just came over me and the boy lives up like up on a hill. And I, I was so mad. I was so enraged because they had messed with my kid, my boy, my firstborn. It sure is quiet in here. And I didn't even, I skipped the driveway and everything. I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee. I drove that thing. I seen the two little boys. There was two little boys, and I seen them up on the up on the uh, 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 up on the front porch, and they were kind of giggling. And just something took over, and I skipped the driveway and everything, and I drove right up through the yard. I meant trails and tracks and just four wheeling straight up through that joker. I mean, I almost took the kids out on the front porch. They weren't laughing when I rolled up in there. And I got out, and I'm like, you. And you, and they're like, what, what? And all I could think about is, what am I doing? <laughs> and the other thing I could think of is his granddad, the boy's granddad is huge. I mean, he's like six, seven, three something. I mean, he's just straight from, you know, cuts wood every day with one hand. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm gonna die. But I say all that to say what? Don't mess with my family. I mean, that's just how, just how, don't mess with my wife, don't mess with my kids, don't, don't mess with them. Now you gotta think, I tell my people when I'm gonna preach a message and how I prepare my message, I jump into a text. I have a room at my house that I get in and I just envision myself at that time, at that season, and I jump in. I wanna, I wanna feel what's going on at that time. I wanna know what's happening. I wanna, I wanna know what's transpiring. I, I wanna know what's taking place and, and, and I try to find out a little about the history of what's transpiring. And so for in this text, when I jumped into it, when I jumped into the text, I'm thinking about here, I'm smelling smoke. I'm in this room. I'm in my room preparing the message. And I'm thinking of, of the smelling of the smoke in and, and the house that I worked so hard on. And Pastor's been there. He's built a few things in my house and has helped me. And I think, and all that work we've done, and they burned it. Everything I've done, this house that I work for and everything, and it's burnt now to the ground. And not only that, they've taken my kids. They've taken my wife. And they see this, and now you're telling me that he goes, hey, we're going to go in, and we're going to take back what the enemy, and 200 of them, no, I'm just going to stay here. No, we've just been through too much. Yo, your family is being held captive. They burned your house down to the ground, and they're over there. Nobody knows. The troubles. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Hold on. Your kids are there. Do you not care? But I'm so tired. 
And that's where we are at with the church. It's been a tough couple years. And the enemy has caught homes on fire spiritually. He has taken many of the church captive. One of the disturbing things for me and I tell our folks is look around you. Look around you and find out who's no longer sitting next to you that was sitting next to you in January of 2020. Look around and find out that the ones, you know, you always sit by the same people in the same pew at the same time. You Come on, we all got like unannounced signed seats. Look around, look who the enemy that those who have followed Christ, those that you never thought would turn away, those that you never thought would, that, that now that church would be just a, an afterthought. Well, I got this to do, I got this to do, I got to go here, I got to go there. Okay, if I can fit it in. And that's how it has become. The enemy says, if I can't close them down, I'm going to wear them down. And so many people are wore out from the fight, from the battle, from the, uh, so many are bitter. Can I preach to somebody in here? The devil wants you in your feelings. I see y'all taking notes. This is a good note taker right here. The devil wants you in your feelings. Because it is impossible to be in your feelings and walk in your purpose at the same time. I'll say it again for my note takers down here. The devil wants you in your feelings. Because it is impossible to be in your feelings and walk in your purpose at the same time. I'll ride it till I break it. I'm going to say it again because I got a few moments. The devil wants you in your feelings because it is absolutely impossible to be in your feelings and walk in your purpose at the same time. It's impossible. Being in your feelings, because these men were, were tired. These men were embittered. Well, you don't know. And Jimmy's house wasn't completely burned. It was just partially burned. Look at my house. It's all burned. They were embittered. They were embittered what happened. They were embittered. Can you believe what they did to us? Can you believe what happened? I worked hard for this house. I worked hard for these things. I'm so mad. I'm so irritated. They were caught in their feelings. We now in the church, we are caught in our feelings. And we cannot fulfill the purpose that Christ has placed in us if we were caught in our feelings. I'm preaching better than someone shouting, but I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Being in your feelings drains you. It throws you off your game. It puts you in a state of lack and panic. We see these men, they were in panic. Frustrated, irritated. As I was studying this for in the in the new year, God gave me gave me a scripture for, for our church, and I want to share it with you because I believe it's just for the church in general. But the scripture is in Acts chapter 14, and I want to give it here to you today. Of rise up. Acts chapter 14. Verse 22, after proclaiming the message in Derby and establishing a strong core of the disciples, they retraced their steps to Lystra and Iconium. And then Antioch, putting muscle and sinew in the lives of the disciples 
and urging them to stick with what they had begun to believe. And to not quit. And making it clear to them that it wouldn't be easy. And anyone signing up for the kingdom has to go through plenty of hard times. I'll say it this, and, and I don't know if y'all caught this on there, but I, I have it here just in case. But in this, it, this is the message version of it. And I, there's a word in there that I got to make sure that you get. It says, but after proclaiming the message in Derby and establishing a strong core of disciples, they retraced their steps. And it says here, after Antioch, it says, putting grit in the lives of the disciples. Putting grit, somebody shout grit. grit. Putting grit into the lives of the disciples. Putting grit into the lives of the disciples. That word grit, I thought was an interesting word. I'm reading from the message version. If you're reading from New Living or New King James or whatever, you're not going to find it in there because it's in the message Bible. You can go home and Google it. And it has that word grit in there. Now, I read from the Message Bible. It's not taken away from the integrity of the text for those of you that are diehard King James or thinking he's adding to or nothing. But you still, you read it in other versions. Other versions don't have that word grit. I really like that word grit. And so I begin to do a word search about grit. And as I begin to do a word search and reading into the, 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 the Greek and the Hebrew and all these different types of things, one thing I found that came up was a word that is used interchangeable with grit. And the word was inexorable. Inexorable. Now, it caught my attention because I had to, I was like, I didn't even know how to say the word. I caught the word, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a graduate. I graduated from Old Roberts University. And so, you know, I got, I got a little something to me. I meant not much. But I seen this word and I had, I had to get on YouTube, learn how to pronounce the word. Now it's got my attention. And it's saying grit and inexorable can be interchanged. And I'm like, what is inexorable? It took me like a month to, like, I had to, you know, I had to learn how to like, get on YouTube every once in a while. I was like, what's that word again? Inexorable. But as I begin to research inexorable, as you're interchanging it with grit, inexorable, when you see this word, it says, when you see it inexorable, think this. No one's stopping that. That's the quote. Inexorable means, when you see the word inexorable, it means no one's stopping that. When you see the word inexorable, it means no one's stopping that. When you see the word inexorable, it means no one's stopping that. So in Acts chapter 14, he says, he says here, I'm putting grit in the lives of the disciples. I'm putting something down inside of them that they cannot be stopped. I'm putting something down. Oh, I'm going to preach today. I got a few moments in here. I'm putting something down inside. It means God has put something down on the inside of his church that despite the circumstance, despite the situation, despite the dilemma you can't stop it 
I'll say that one more time. That God has put something down on the inside of His church. When I'm speaking about the church, I'm not speaking about a building. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. That God has put something down on the inside of you that you cannot be stopped. Oh, I'm going to preach up in here today. Oh, let me bring a little bit more B-I-B-L-E because that's the book for me. Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. Just then some Pharisees came up and said to Jesus, run for your life. They're telling Jesus this. His friends, let's say his parishioners, come up to Jesus. Yo, yo, run for your life. Herod's on the hunt, dude. Herod is after you. He's out to kill you. Herod wants you. Now you would think, oh man, this, this, this. I, I bet you I could have preached this every day in 2020. But Jesus responds. Oh my goodness, he is. Let's go. Let's get out of here. We got to go. No. Herod wants to go. Guys, you got a place I can hide out? No, no, no. Jesus says, go tell that fox. I ain't got no time for you right now. Ain't nobody got time for this. Come on, somebody. Today and tomorrow, I'm busy clearing out demons, healing the sick. And the third day, I'm going to wrap some things up. <laughs> and besides, it's not proper for the prophet to come. The anti or is that the last one? Outside of Jerusalem and kill. All right. And often we look. All right. We're good. We're good. We're good. He says, go tell that fox. In verse 33 in the version I have, but I love y'all's version. In verse 33, it says, in any case, I must press on today, tomorrow, and the next day. He says, go tell that fox. When he was threatened with death, he said, go tell that fox. He said, I'm going to keep doing and advancing the kingdom of God. I come to preach the one life in here. That there's a lot of things that have been happening. But Jesus taught us that we have an inexorable spirit in us. That no one can stop us. There's something down on the inside of us. And God is looking for an unstoppable church. God is looking for a church that will get an inexorable spirit down inside of them. That will realize that we can't be stopped. Do I got a church? Is one life oh my I feel like preaching up in here he says I'm looking for a gritty church oh yeah he said I'm looking for a gritty church all oh, the young folks nowadays they got the little gritty dance that they got oh but I try to tell my kids oh you way before you had the gritty dance Jesus had it because he said here that Herod wants to kill you and his response was go tell that fox <laughs> go tell that fox that I got something down on the inside of me that cannot be stopped. I got an inexorable spirit down inside of me. And God is telling the church, now is not the time. 
to shrink back. Now is not the time to make church not necessarily a priority. Now is the time. Now is the season that we must rise up and be the church that he has called us to be. I'm going to preach something and you might not like it in here, but I'm here to let you know that you got a gritty pastor. Yeah, you got a gritty pastor. Yeah, I said you got a gritty pastor. Can I preach up in here? I said you got a gritty pastor. I'm going to preach in here like I feel like it. Oh, because I get to go on home to my wife and my little crumb snatches and let pastor clean it all up. up in here. You got a gritty pastor. Gritty means he can't be stopped. Somebody shout, Pastor! Get your gritty on. Yeah, get your gritty on. Yeah, gritty. You said, what do you mean? What do you mean? Gritty, inexorable. Gritty, inexorable. He said, I'm putting grit down inside of you. I'm putting something unstoppable inside of you. Inexorable means you, you can't be stopped. Oh, Jesus said, go tell that fox. I'll keep going. I'll keep preaching. I'll keep pressing on day after day after day. I say, your pastor is gritty because I've known him for a long time. And I know that the haters have come out of the woodworks with him through his life. I know that folks have walked away from him. I know for a fact that folks have lied about him. I know for a fact because I've seen it that people put on social media. I'm not talking about now, but I'm talking about the years that I've known him. That people put on Facebook lies about him, talked about him, said evil things about him, talked about this church, talked about the people in here. And pastor never retaliated, never said anything with all the haters, with all the naysayers for those that lied about him. And then he's had to bury one family member after another family member after another family member after another. He's battled sicknesses. He's battled setbacks. And all while he comes in here every Sunday preaching the gospel that's why you know you got a greedy pastor up in here because he comes in unashamed unequivocally and says I will not be denied he is what I he is what I call he's a part of the fellowship of the unashamed he's never got on and said they're lying on me on Facebook don't believe these lies no he never says a word he never said a word he never said that oh wow his family he's had to bury his sister he's had to bury his daddy he's had to bury his mama oh while coming up in here when he's dying on the inside he's got to encourage you to have a wonderful day he's got to encourage you to say God will make it and he keeps doing it you know why because it's what we signed up for because he's gritty because he's gritty because he's gritty because he's gritty i said because he's gritty and if you want to be all cute with it and all fancy he's inexorable <laughs> yeah he's got an inexorable spirit he is what i like to call he is what i like to call he's a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. That's the grit that's down inside of you. I said that's the grit down inside of you. Somebody made these fancy shoes for me. I hope I don't have a hole in my sock. My wife will be mad. Somebody made these fancy shoes for me. And on the front of them it has the impact logo. Our logo on the front, kind of cute, right? 
But here's the thing that's on the side that they made for me. On the side, on the Nike swoosh, it says, Fellowship of the Unashamed. Fellowship of the Unashamed. What do you mean, Fellowship of the Unashamed? See, our motto, because your pastor, he's gritty, the Fellowship of the Unashamed says this, I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed. My presence makes sense. My future is secure. I'm finished and done with low living, sight walking, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tame vision, worldly talking, cheap giving, and dwarf goals. I, will, I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotion, or popularity. I don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praise, regarded, or reward. I now live by faith, lean in his presence, walk by patience, and uplifted by prayer, and I labor with power. My face is set, my gate is fast, my goal is heaven, my road is narrow, my way is rough, my companions are few, my guide is reliable, and my mission is clear. I wish I had some gritty people in this church. I wish I had some inexorable up in here. Oh, pastor, listen, it has not gone unnoticed what you've been through. It has not gone unnoticed to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords what you have faced. It has not gone unnoticed. Even as Christ was placed, even as Christ was being crucified, he did not revile and return the evil that was pronounced on him. You are just a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. You are part of the gritty. Can I keep preaching up in here? I cannot be bought, compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, deluded, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of the enemy, pander at the pull of popularity, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up, till I stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, preached up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must go till he comes, give till I trump. Preach till all I know. Work till he stops me. And when he comes for me, when he comes for you, he will have no problem, Pastor, recognizing you. For your banner will be clear. If you believe in, here's the thing about it. And we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta set the record straight now. Anytime they would anoint a king in the Old Testament, they would take the anointing oil, what I had this morning. And they wouldn't come and anoint the feet of the king and say, King, wherever you walk. No. They wouldn't take the king's hands and say, wherever your hands go, we pray the, good, the God of Abraham, Isaac, would bless. No. They'd take the anointing oil. And they would pour it on the top of the king's head to where the anointing oil would start from the head and go on down. God has anointed pastor. And if the pastor's gritty, 
then you ain't got no other choice than to be gritty. Because every time it comes in, he's going to preach and that grittiness gets on you. It just, it just gets on you. It starts from the head and goes on down. Just goes on, I mean, goes on down. You are not going to be able to stay at one life and be bitter. You're not going to be able to stay at one life and be discouraged. You're not going to be able to stay here. Uh, they can say what they want to say. They can talk about him. They can mistreat. They can say, but he still got grit in him. Oh, is one life a grit? church if one life is a gritty church I want you to jump to your feet and just shout I got a little grit in me no no let's do it better than that since this is Sunday evening it's Sunday evening get out of your seat and walk up to somebody and give them a little click and say I got some grit to me I got some grit to me I got some grit don't mess with me don't fool with me in worship service I got some grit to me I can't be stopped yeah 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 I got some grit Listen, we, we got you, we got to, we got to, we've got to, you've got to, please, I beg of thee. Bible days, what Paul and them would say to the, to the churches, I beseech you, means I urge you. I labor with tears. I, I beset you. Next time you have a problem with your teacher, just tell it, I beset you. <laughs> but I beset you. I, I plead with you with tears in my eyes. Keep the grit stirred up in your pastor. Let me say that again. I beseech, I beg, I plead with you. That if ever a time, it is now that, and I know pastors preach about this, and I have too, about this is the time. I forget the number. You probably remember the number. But I think they said in, in 2021, I want to say 20,000. Is it 20? In 2021, 20,000 pastors had stepped away from the ministry, have left Keep the grit stirred up in him. I said, keep the grit stirred up in him. Oh, you ain't hearing me preach now. He said, well, we, what do you mean? He told Timothy, keep the gift, right? Keep the gift stirred up. By what? Keep that gift stirred up. Keep that gift stirred up. Keep that grittiness in him. Keep that inexorable spirit stirred up in your pastor. And say, Pastor, keep going, Pastor. Keep preaching. Pastor, we know it's been rough, and it's been a rough couple years, and it's been a rough times, and, and, and we know how difficult it can be coming out there, and, and, and you go up, and, and people you've labored with, and people you've cried with, and, and people you've buried and married, and all the rest of them, seeing them just gradually start fading away. It can wear on a pastor, plus all the other things that we have to go through. It wears and it tears. Keep the grit. I'm looking for one life to turn into a gritty church. We, I might go outside right where your sign is when you pull in on the road. I might take a, a, a paint can and scratch out 
about one life or maybe just put a thing and say we are a gritty church if you're looking we get gritty in our worship we get gritty in our praise we get gritty when it comes to the word of God in other words we want more of it we need more of it we want more of him we gotta have more of God we want pastor lead us direct us guide us keep going pastor it starts at the head and it comes on down if you break through then I'm gonna break through I want to be a part not of the 200 but I'm gonna be part of the 400 that mounted on up and went into the enemy's camp and take back what the enemy stole from you. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Do y'all got my lion song? I need my lion. It's like my like, gasoline in my car. Oh, I need my lion song. Help me with my lion song. But I, when I count to three, when I count to three, I want you to get out of your seat. You said, man, you sure are an interactive preacher. Grit. It's grit. It's grit. It's, I'm just gritty. I'm a gritty preacher. Why I count to three? I want you to get out of your seat. I want you to come down whether you high five pastor or whatever how you need to do and just tell them. We're stirring that grit, Pastor. We're stirring that grit. Can y'all do that? Just just keep at keep at stir. Can we be about Pastor today? I know how much he loves that. If you really know him like I know him, he loves stuff like that. He actually asked me to do it. If you're laughing, then you don't really know him like I know him then. Keep that grit. Keep that grit. Can I share something? We're going to do it. Can I share something? Can I share something? Come on, can I share something? No, we'll do it. I'll, I'll go and preach. When I count to three, turn it up a little bit. Turn, turn my song up. It's, it's, it's been my jam lately. It's been my jam. I mean, it's just been my jam. It's just, I, I really feel the church has got to rise up. We got to rise up. We, we've been too much like the 200. We're, we're, we're bitter. We're bitter at one another. We're fighting over politics. We're fighting over COVID. We're fighting over this. We're fighting over that. Oh, while the enemy is laughing and burning homes down. And the church is divided. The church is wore out. But if ever a time to be alive, this is the time. The king is coming. The king is coming. He said when you hear of wars and rumors of war, when you hear of all these things happen, do not be weary, but lift up your eyes. For your redemption drawing. Your redemption draw. I guess I don't got any gritty worshipers in here. If I had some gritty worshipers in here, then you'd shout like they do in ball games. If I had a gritty church in here, you'd holler like you just got, uh, just like your favorite team just won. I do I got any gritty people up in here? Do I got any gritty folks in here? I need to hear the lion roar. The church has got to rise up and be the... I can't hear you. I should be able to hear you over the music. Come on, get gritty with it. Get gritty with it. Get gritty with it. Yeah, get gritty with it. Yeah, I did, I did, I did, I 